Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 175. Um, we're going to talk today about, sometimes it's important to invite what you dread, meaning that if let's say, as an example, your wife, you feel, as a husband, that your wife is over-focusing on a subject, is overreacting about something, and... Um, and keeps on talking about something and worrying about something and rehashing something, and your first reaction is to say, just like let it go, and the last thing you want to do is bring it up again. Sometimes what's important to do is the opposite, to actually invite that subject that she is obsessing about right now and open those floodgates. It may seem counterproductive, you're already hyper-focusing. By what, why am I adding fuel to the fire? But the truth is, is that if you bring it up and discuss it head-on, face-to-face, and let her go through all the things that she's worried about, ultimately, and you listen, then ultimately she will feel less intense and less obsessed about it. If you invite her to tell you everything and be present when you're listening, and this, there's a lot of truth to this. Um, Harriet Lerner, who's one of the authors of a book um, called Marriage Rules, very, very practical, good tools in there. So she said she had a certain thing herself, that she had a hard time as she was aging. And, you know, health things and things like that and her aging, she had a hard time with it. And she talked a lot to her husband and to others who would listen about how difficult it is and the wrinkles and the getting older. And, uh, and her husband, her husband's name Steve, got tired of hearing the same thing over and over again from her. And his attention span about her talking about her aging and her uh, uh, health and uh, that she's not as young as she used to be and all that uh, started to annoy him. And at some point he would say things like, you're going this over and over the same thing it's not helping you there's nothing you can do about it anyway so you know you're getting older we're all getting older so so why obsess with it and um he would say you know you need to be grateful uh yeah a lot of people are much more worse off than you they look worse more than you and some of them don't get to the age that you're at so be grateful that you're alive things like that and um and so on and so forth, and that, you know, why are you wasting time worrying about something that's normal and natural, like getting older, when there's so many good things going on? And all this is true, and Harriet Lerner herself said, I know this was all true, but she admitted, I hated that message that her husband was telling her. It's what it is, it can't be fixed, so let's move on. She wasn't really ready to accept that. And the important thing is, is you can't decide that a subject should be off limits if, if one of them needs to talk about it. And that's a very important rule. So in other words, if in this case she was talking and worrying about her aging, her husband really wasn't interested anymore, it would have been not correct to tell her, his wife, we're not talking about this anymore. It's a closed subject. There's nothing gay here, and it, it's not healthy. If it's bothering the other person, you have to keep it open and, and allow that conversation to take place no matter how many times you heard it already. 
And otherwise, your spouse feels muzzled, feels trapped, feels that they're not really being heard. And they'll become more obsessed over that worry. So this Harriet Lerner said something interesting. Her husband, he doesn't know, she doesn't know what made him decide to do this. And whether he heard something or it just came nat- naturally to him or something. She said that one evening, her husband came to her and said, let's relax, let's have something to drink, let's go to the living room after dinner, and let me hear from you, and I want to listen to all the changes you're going through physically, how you feel about the aging, and every single detail, and I want to listen to it. And start with what's uh, on top of your head, and just keep on going, and tell me everything. And he did that, and Harry Lerner said to his credit, He sat there, and she started talking about all her worries about aging and her health that comes with aging sometimes. And he listened with great care, asked questions to get more details. He didn't try to end the conversation. Finally, when she stopped, finished saying what she had to say, he asked, is there anything else you hadn't told me? And what... So Harriet Lerner said that what her husband did not do is equally as important as what he did do. What he did do, obviously, is took that step to actually listen to her on a subject where in the past he said, I heard enough already about this and you're obsessing and and what's the point of talking about this? And what he did was, is he did the opposite of that and sat and listened and, and, and to everything she had to say and really listened. But what he, she was very impressed and moved by is what he didn't do, meaning he didn't interrupt, he didn't offer advice, he didn't offer wisdom, he didn't even offer reassurance, or like, oh, don't, you know, good cheer, he didn't criticize, he didn't judge, and he didn't minimize her experience. He didn't say, probably didn't even think at that time, that I think you're overreacting. And he didn't look at his cell phone to check messages and things like that. He truly was listening. And that helped her a lot. That helped her a lot. And um, and that's important sometimes to know. There's some things maybe that your husband or your wife is really nervous and worried about. And you think they're talking too much about it or obsessing too much about it. And sometimes by telling them, don't worry, don't worry, or you're, you're overreacting, you know, has a counterproductive um, effect. And instead, what you should try to do sometimes is to listen, like this example that was just given, without distractions, and don't talk that much, just ask questions, be open, and have time to do that sometimes. That's very, very important. And it may be a kleinikai to you, like they say. It may, it may be something that doesn't really, um, you know, you don't think it's a big deal. But for your wife, it is a big deal. Or the other way around, too, sometimes. He finds something very important. You say in your brain, like, what's the big deal about this? But to him, it is a big deal. And you allow them to talk it through. So that's one you cite here, that normally it's counterproductive sometimes. You're inviting a conversation of what you really dread and that you do not like. You do not like that conversation. <laughs> you want it to end. You don't want it even to start, but you invite it. 
and you listen, and that very often helps a great deal. Another important thing is, is that if one of you, either one, is in a bad mood, um, you try to jump around the bad mood. Now, sometimes in certain marriages, a husband could have matzliach, he's good-natured in general, so the wife could be in a very bad mood, and the bad mood floats over him. And he responds by being humorous and being calm and kind. Um, and he doesn't take it personally. And if he could do that, that's wonderful. You know, and the wife also sometimes, he, he has his moods and he, she knows this already and she doesn't get insulted. Instead, she sort of takes it with a sense of humor. And they could somehow, very often, if, if one of them is like that, it could diffuse the situation. And the one that's in a bad mood will become less of a bad mood. But sometimes, if they're not capable of that, it'll just cause both of them to become in a bad mood. Then it's better to say openly, you know, I'm not continuing this conversation until you're able to talk to me in a different tone of voice or a different with more respect or till your moodiness goes away or take a nap first, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, in a nice way. This is not the time to talk about it. And sometimes... If you do that right, meaning you're doing it with a derech eretz, with a maturity, you're basically saying, let's not have this conversation now. That helps a great deal. Because there's no reason to continue a conversation that's at your expense if your spouse is in a very bad mood and not being rational and being very, very upset about something and saying things they shouldn't say. Then at some, then it's important to respectfully exit the conversation. It's like, I want to hear what, in other words, you don't just dismiss the person. You say, I want to hear what's bothering you. I know it's bothering you. Something's, you know, and and I I take it seriously, everything you have to say. But let's, let's approach this a different way. Let's calm down first, and then let's sit together later and go through this when you're feeling a little better. Uh, you know, and when the you know the 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 mood is 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 a little better, so that's also a very important thing to learn to navigate because it's understandable and normal that both husband and wife in different situations will at times be in a tense mood, a bad mood, um, and you just catch them at the wrong moment. Very often, a very uh, even difficult conversations could be resolved in beautiful ways and healthy communication, just not when they're overtired. And, they need, and uh, you know, it's hard in real life. Very often people are overtired all the time. I understand that. But still, there are times where you're very, very overtired and there are times that are less so. And very important sometimes to know when you're starting to have a conversation that's a very touchy one and one of you is not in the best state of mind right now, and they, you know, you, you, you just can't deal with it when, right now. Give me a couple of hours or later when things are calmer and I'll deal with it. That's the best approach and to communicate it that way. I'm not knocking what you're saying. I'm not discounting it. I'm not pushing it off because I want to just push it off. It's just that right now my head is not in the right place to have this conversation. But it will be. And Mitzvah what it is, after I rest or after I calm down or after things settle down, then we could have a conversation about this subject. So those are the two Yesaidais in this particular shear. Number one is to bring up conversations 
and invite it and listen, even if it's something that you really don't want to listen to and you feel that your wife or husband is obsessing about, but the listening does help. And number two is, is when you're in a bad mood and you're not um, right now conducive to having a conversation about something to respectfully say, you know, right now is not the right time for it. Let's just um, take a little break from it. And then when we're both feeling a little better, we'll have the conversation then. Have a wonderful day.